When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Travis Bean. Chris still isn't here. I know you're sad, but in the meantime, we've got a bunch of guests holding this over talking about Jesus is King. And with me today is the founder and runner of Rap Analysis, and probably more importantly, co-writer of the Jesus book, one of the greatest books ever written, Martin Connor. How you doing today, Martin? I'm good. I'd just like to correct uh, real quick something in my biography, though. I think the okay. Jesus book is the greatest book ever <laughs> written, right? Not just one of them. I'm checking uh, Wikipedia oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I said one of, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, really happy to be here, though. Um, you know, obviously so happy uh, Jesus is King is out. But yeah, you can check out more of my stuff at rapanalysis.com. Yeah, yeah. And um, Martin's going to bring a really interesting perspective to the show because obviously Chris and I are very focused on the lyrics and we only really touch on production to see how it speaks to the narrative. But uh, Martin wrote about production largely in the Jesus book. And that's really the perspective he's going to bring today. Yeah, and I can't wait. You know, um, I see a lot of strong tie-ins between Jesus is King, and then what we got in the series of EPs he released uh, last summer, I guess it was, and especially mm-hmm. going back to Life of Pablo. So yeah, man, let's dig in. <laughs> I love that you call them EPs. I, I've never heard anyone else call them that, but I guess they are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, <laughs> okay, well, for a while I was calling them Martin Edward Connor at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um so before we jump into this album um i kind of want to overview the past like year and a half or so um because any kanye fans journey is interesting (laughs) because you're always there with them through the ups and downs and uh let's start with yay were you a fan of yay what was it like for you when that album came out Definitely. You know, um, yes. The the short answer is yes. I'm a fan of Ye, uh, the album. Well, and the man, too. But it's, <laughs> uh, you're right. Like, like it's kind of tough, you know. Um, not And I don't just mean from, like, uh, what he's been doing publicly. But I'm always prepared to trust Kanye that he kind of has this vision that I just don't see yet. And it will become apparent to me. I mean, like, Life mm-hmm. of Pablo grew on me like crazy. 
um, you know, listened the first month, two months, didn't really get it, came back to it maybe like half a year later and just couldn't put it down, you know? And so I think that's what people love about discussing Kanye is not just that he's an amazing artist, but also his discography is really, um, tied together in super strong ways and super vibrant themes. And you get this weird effect of like the albums, each album prepares the next one, but each album also makes you understand better the one that just came out. And so like Jesus is King makes me understand yay way better, like what he was trying to do there and experiment with. Um, But yeah, how about you? I know Chris absolutely loves yay, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love mm-hmm. Ye. It, it's weird. And you're getting into something I think is interesting with Kanye when it comes to like a first listen of an album. Um, because you're right, like something like The Life of Pablo, really every Kanye album, it really opens up and expands mm-hmm. as the days, weeks, years carry on. And yeah, you're right. New albums create new perspective on the old ones. And you can really see the spiritual journey Kanye's gone on since like 808s up to Jesus is King. Definitely. Um, so every time I listen to a Kanye album, like it, it not that it, this sounds so stupid and pretentious, <laughs> but like it, it makes sense now. Like exactly, yeah. It, it just makes sense to me. Like I felt like I could pick apart the narrative on Ye and Kitsy Ghost, like almost immediately. Like I kind of knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I listened to Ye, it was a very special experience for me, and I, it kind of just washed over me, and I. I felt like I was part of it immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, strangely, though, I had a different experience of Jesus is King. It kind of took me a couple of listens, but and now I'm at that point with it. Um, but that's just why it's always interesting to listen to Kanye album the first time. Like it's always kind of different for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like Jesus was, you know, so abrasive and weird, and like I had a in my head, I thought I had a negative reaction to it, but I think all that was happening was like, oh, I've never heard music like yeah, this, yeah, challenge yeah. like this. <laughs> so Jesus is King has been interesting so i guess broadly looking at it what were your emotions going into jesus as king what was that first listen like honestly like i had been let's say i had had my emotions played with so much the um, era i really would not have been surprised at all because he's just giving us left turns so that first listen (laughs) was almost like i didn't i kind of just let it wash over me and i didn't try to sort of lock in anywhere too much you know because i mean that first track comes in and it's really it sort of makes you off balance to me for the rest of the album Mm -hmm. and that's sort of how he did yay too right you know he's got on yay he had that weird sort of uh free form freestyle not rapping more spoken word delivery where he's just talking and then he comes in with the rap at the end right where the beat falls out and the drums come in and all that and i think on this one you know um every hour right is that what it's called Mm -hmm. um it uh it's it's again it's this really unbalanced right because Mm -hmm. the 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 tempo is obviously really quick right it's too quick let's just say it's too quick for a first song you know (laughs) yeah it really punches you in the face like immediately exactly (laughs) yeah and it comes from what's interesting though is that the uh sunday service choir on it is not actually singing that quick he recorded them at a slower tempo and then sped it up Hmm. um 
And so it gives us this weird kind of pitchy, almost auto-tune feel to it because the computer had to digitize it and speed it up, right? But at the same time, you know, there's no rap on it. You've got that hyper quick piano just plucking out sharp chords all over up and down and obviously it forms a nice bookend at the end with jesus is king where that one's more drawn out symphonic you know um brass that sounds straight from all of the lights uh super clear super shiny uh just really brassy full effect um and then yeah after that it was sort of like all bets are off (laughs) right uh so yeah how about you uh for, for every hour yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I saw on your Twitter that was one of your favorite songs. Yeah, that must have been Chris, if because <laughs> Chris is oh, part of the, okay. the Twitter Burn. feed. Yeah, um, he's not here though, so f him. <laughs> <laughs> he's off on his honeymoon with his lovely wife. God, idiot. Oh man, um, I feel like a dick now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, every hour. It, actually, I think I talked about this on on my first reaction episode. I kind of had an aversion to it, like immediately. Let's just the first listen overall was kind of weird for me because I, I always come at Kanye with a very like kind of scholarly mindset. Like, I, you know, I, I puff up my chest and I'm like, all right, like bring it on, Kanye. What do you got? Like, I know what you're doing in this album. Um, and every out the transition from every hour to sell off threw me off so much. I think you're speaking to already why it probably did because, um, that transition from like a sped up, open, airy choir to like weird music I didn't expect from this album was like strange for me. So it really threw me off my rhythm. And that was kind of the whole album actually for me. I I felt like I was playing catch up and I was like, is this album like coalesced? Is it whole? Um, I couldn't piece it together. Like I could with something like yay immediately. Um, Now I I feel like I can, but every hour. Yeah. I kind of had that reaction to it. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, it's funny for me because Unlike you, I did not get Yay immediately, um, <laughs> yeah. that that album. But this one, it was like I was ready for it, right? So you're talking about the sounds on Sella. And like for me, that choir is a cut and paste of the choir that ended Ultralight Beam, mm. right? This right. gigantic, uh, not shrieking, but almost shrill in mm-hmm. a good way, um, overpowering of your eardrums to just like kind of hammer home the message into you. And so all of these things I felt like had been really well prepared, you know, because I'm starting to sort of rearrange my understanding of its discography, because I think for a long time there was pre-808s and post-808s, right? And uh, college dropout, late registration, graduation formed their own trilogy. 808s was kind of the turning point. And then you had the three albums after that. Um, I guess, would that be, yeah, My Beautiful Dark, Yeezus, and Life of of Pablo, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and now I feel like we're sort of getting a new trilogy of post-Life of Pablo stuff, where it's Life of Pablo, yay, and now Jesus is King. You know, I think the other MPs he did with Nas and uh, uh, Push and Tayana Taylor are, he sort of moderated his own artistic stuff on them, so Mm -hmm. I'm leaving those out for now. Um, but, but yeah, that kind of incompleteness that we were talking about before we got on, uh, again, it's like raw, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying he should have worked more on it. I'm, right. I'm not one of those people who's saying he's got yes men around him or <laughs> that he, he's not working on the beats as much anymore. This is exactly what he wanted you to hear. And I think as like a Kanye fan, you kind of owe him to meet him where he is 
and just be like, okay, well, it's not through the wire anymore, but what am I digging in this? So, so, so that's kind of how I've been, I was treating it on first and second listens. Yeah. So what do you think of Salah? Uh, I, I love it. You know, I, I texted you about my favorite song yesterday, which I'll keep as a uh, very <laughs> special secret for the end of the episode now. Um, but, but no, it's great, you know, and it's really the first track on this song. Well, listening to it anyway, where I realized that, and I'd be, I'd love to know what you have to, to say about this from a lyrical perspective, but it's like this whole album and Salah made me realize it. Um, Kanye's uh, comments about God, divinity, Christianity, Jesus, they become almost more like evangelizing now where he really is like proselytizing almost like a missionary um, for the religion uh, or his view of religion and God. And instead of having references, just references to God, like I am a God, even though I'm a man of God or Mm -hmm. how he talks about having a Bible on the nightstand um now it becomes more direct like he's the preacher right like you need to believe in god and it will help you because of this i mean i think he's Mm -hmm. got four or five different direct bible quotes in here right from mark luke and john uh so i'm just waiting on one from matthew (laughs) but but yeah i i would love to know how you kind of saw that more direct um not more Christian, but like more missionary like stance throughout the album. Cause that was just yeah. something I definitely picked up on. Yeah. I think lyrically and I guess kind of just looking at Kanye's career as a whole and what his narrative journey has been over the course of his discography. Uh, I wrote about this on Forbes actually. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's been kind of a, since the college dropout, it's been kind of a 15 year journey of spiritual rebirth because on the college dropout, um, the first three songs find him in kind of a low place, you know, an oppressed place with the black community and um, alongside the black community. And then he has Jesus walks and never let me down where, you know, Jesus walks, he's channeling Jesus and I never let me down. God speaks through J Ivy. And it's kind of a turning point in the album where Kanye finds the inspiration to go out and take on his career. And I feel like his career has just been kind of, um, he's never he's kind of gotten away from that mentality, right? He's uh, given into his vices. You know, he lost his mom. He interrupted Taylor Swift and was outcast by society. Like he's been in a weird up and down journey since then. And to me, um, Ye and Kids See Ghosts were this like final turning point where he was finally ready to ask God to uh, ask for help. You know, Cuddy Montage ends with him saying, Lord, shine your light on me, save me, please. And, you know, that's what I love about Kids See Ghosts. It's not an album of someone who has recovered and is uh, living like a great new life. It's somebody who's asking for help and ready to take the step forward. That's to me what Reborn's all about. So that's mm-hmm. the transition that Jesus is keen. Kanye has been spiritually reborn. He is finally one with God and he's finally ready to speak to God and thus speak to the world, the word of God. And... I think the front half of the album is Kanye like finding his footing with that. Um, like, like you oh, said, he's just, ghost or first half of Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, the, it, like you're saying, like he's quoting the Bible a lot. He's, he's speaking to God. He's, um, to me, it, it, it reminds me of the Zane Lone interview. Like he is 
figuring everything out now. You know, he's new. He's just been reborn. He, he's finding his footing with everything in, in true Kanye fashion. He just does that out loud. He's not afraid to like say crazy things because he's always just like working say through stuff in his head. See how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess lyrically, that's what I'm hearing on the first like five or six songs of the album. And, and especially this one, it's, I just, um, yeah, we'll get into it more as we keep going, but yeah, that's, that's generally what I'm getting. Yeah, definitely. And I think that sort of, um, like you said, like it prepares us for the rest of the songs to, to kind of see what comes on because, mm-hmm. um, what's the next one? Hands on. Right. Yeah. So like, again, another musical theme I've detected a lot in, um, like the post life of Pablo trilogy. I'm just going to call it from now on. Uh, it, it's this, his beats, like, it, it, um, let me be more specific. His drum sounds, right. Which obviously I wrote a lot about in the Yeezus, mm-hmm. um, uh, book, you know, how could I not with, uh, how, um, yeah. <laughs> new slave starts, right. It comes in with those kind of Caribbean, uh, drums from another galaxy. But this one, like Sela, it, it's drum beat, you know, the bass kick and the snare, the boom and the psh, um, doesn't come in until 50 seconds. And on the next song, Hands On, there's no real beat at all. And you get this all over the album. Um, beats either don't come in at all or they come in super late. So, like, use this gospel. It comes in after the Kenny G um, saxophone solo, right? right? It doesn't come until three minutes in. Close on Sunday doesn't have a beat. Jesus is King obviously doesn't have uh, drum sounds on it. Um, so yeah, that's what I was digging about hands on, um, that this sort of, uh, you know, I think, right. There's almost like a tension here on the album between gospel music and rap music. Do you mean follow uh, God? This... Oh, is that the next one? Oh yeah. 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 My bad. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. My bad. So yeah, no follow God then. Um, but, oh, okay. My bad. I was mixing them up. Yeah. Cause follow God is that one with like the really, uh, noisy sample, right mm-hmm. um and it's like yeah and it's got the guitar flick yeah. um but yeah so that one i thought was really connected to some stuff from daytona and kitsy ghost uh particularly like fourth dimension you know um uh which has the sample about santa claus like when's he gonna come and in both of them he leaves the sample really just almost like unreconciled to the rest of the song mm-hmm. like he doesn't try to make it fit in you know either through mixing or um chopping it up a lot right like through the wire that shaka khan sample is highly produced it's pitched up it's slowed down all this kind of stuff and uh he really stopped doing that in the yeezus and after i mean blood on the leaves nina simone sample is hardly touched at all Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's what i was digging about follow god is he sort of God, they're almost like collaborations with the sampled artists <laughs> at this point, you know? They're not samples. Right. Um, so, and then Santeria uh, from Daytona is like that too, with the super long Spanish um, inter... It might be an interpolation. Uh, but yeah, this one might be my fa- my second favorite on the album. So how about you? Yeah, Follow God had me uh, dancing around my apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like bopping my head like, shit, like Connie hasn't done this in a while. Yeah. Um, no, it. Go ahead. But no, it, it it was a good one, and like again, I think. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess like I've probably got at least 10 listens of it down by now, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to get more of a picture of the whole of the album as a whole. And like just taking it all as one, you know, I think it's easy to make the leap of where you sort of think of them less as separate songs and more as one album because the transitions within each song are so sudden, right? Like the Mm -hmm. cut to the Kenny G solo and then the cut back into the beat on Use This Gospel. Um, And again, it's like this picture of incompleteness is sort of just my um, uh, my takeaway from the whole album. I think what I really love about Kanye is how he sort of treats all these different musics as just sources for material, whether it's gospel, you know, obviously house music on Yeezus, um, even some more experimental shit uh, um, that he got into on Life of Pablo. And I think like Follow God is sort of the most complete put together outpost besides use this gospel um, Mm -hmm. where like all the parts are there right like the verse is there the chorus is there there's no crazy instrumental solo um and so that's sort of like the marker of like kanye giving you something just so he can then go and do something even crazier the next (laughs) time (laughs) the the next time you know yeah uh okay how about closed on sunday uh right okay 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 someone's gonna have to break this down for me man (laughs) because i get okay what's the line you close on Sunday. You're my Chick Fil A. Okay, yeah, it's, it's okay. poetic. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a. I was thinking about it, and it was weird because this is like a classic um, rap form, right? Like one bar is the setup, the next bar is the punchline, right? But this is a weird instance where I understand the punchline. <laughs> Chick Fil A's are closed on Sunday, but I do not understand the setup. So, Travis, can you enlighten me here? Like, who is he saying is closed on Sunday and closed in terms of what? Like, is it his girlfriend and she's, like, focused on going to church? Is he talking to God and God's like, you got to figure this one out for your on your own? Like, what is yeah. break this? <laughs> break this down for me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually been thinking about it a bit too and... I'm always a little cautious to get like too deep in the lyrics until Chris and I have had like a three hour discussion before we record. Um, it kind of reminds me of what he was talking about in the Zane Lowe interview and how, again, you know, he's finding his footing with his faith and how he's leading his life now. And, you know, he doesn't want to curse and watch porn and all this mm-hmm. crap. And so when he records the album, he doesn't want people smoking in the studio and he doesn't want people having premarital sex. And you can see him like, finding this footing with like like there's this balance you have between you living your way your life the way you want and mm-hmm. being accepting of the people around you and not letting it affect you and you know uh put you putting you in a bad place or leading you down a different path and i think the song is probably getting at what it's like for him to be going through that with his wife who you know kind of mm-hmm. talks about how social media is 
evil pretty much and people are addicted to it and it leads to bad things and his wife is the queen of social media hold the selfies put your gram away uh, i think the song uh. i don't know if you're my chick-fil-a is talking about kim I, I i think it's probably more complicated than that um that's the thing with a Kanye lyric is like there's always like 15 meanings to it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i think it's something we'll just have to figure out uh chris and i do the episode and find the album on narrative but um yeah i think generally it's just dealing with that whole situation okay yeah uh because that one was really throwing <laughs> me for a while yeah. so so like you said uh maybe i'm reading too much into it uh but again, you know, besides that, I think we do get a lot more, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, y- y- mm, d- there are these songs that he's had, especially on Ye, and a little bit on Daytona, but really on Jesus is King, where, uh, what the, um, uh, Jesus, Chick-fil-A line that we're <laughs> talking about is backed up by this, like, super... There are these kind of harmonies that he really hasn't had much of before, which is like that the song is in minor, right? And it kind of takes on like, whereas, I don't know, you're closed on Sundays, you're my Chick-fil-A might be like a uh, uh, pop-off pun on um, school spirit from College Dropout about how a girl won't sleep with him because he's religious mm-hmm. uh, or she's religious. Um, now, since it's backed up by these like chords that are super minor and really intimidating and threatening, uh, which maybe Cole talked about a little bit last night, um, or in a coming in a coming dissect season that will also be awesome, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, no, now it kind of takes on, and he ends the song with that line, I think, too, right? And um, that's another instance of just like a weird, unprepared transition, right? Even at the mm-hmm. end of Follow God, where he's telling the story of how his dad told him he's not Christ-like, <laughs> and then he has a yell that is straight out of. Um, I am a God, right? Yeah, I mean, that's right. the yell at the end of I am a God. Uh, and again, he's like, we, he drops the Chick-fil-A line to end this song, but like he doesn't, the beat behind him isn't faded out at all. It's just cut really suddenly right before beat one of the next bars supposed to come in. And then it takes you into, um, what's the next song? Hands on? Um, On God. On God? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's on God. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but, but no, again, like this was just one of those ones that like, I'm still trying to parse it out (laughs) a little bit, you know, at the end of yay, he had a whole bunch of songs like talking about his daughter. Um, and I don't know, man, I started listening to Kanye college dropout. So like for me to imagine this man with a daughter and now the main concerns (laughs) in his life are like a wife. And a daughter, like, not that I ever thought of him as being, like, an unsympathetic or unparental person, but just, like, I don't know. I it, 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 It's sort of like a, you, you got to get used to it a little bit, I guess. But I don't know, man. Aren't his kids, like, five or six by now? So I should, <laughs> I should really be caught up. Yeah, North was born around the Yeezus, so. Yeah, dude, when I saw her dancing in that, uh clip from uh the sunday service i was like shit you're that old now <laughs> like i'm just I, I i'm still i don't know man i'm just waiting for like the kind of uh will smith jaden smith collabo just yeah. the two of us dude if connie and north do just the two of us I, i'll retire that, that's all i've that's all i've ever wanted <laughs> that'd be incredible yeah um all right let's move on to on god 
um yeah so this one again i thought was um i i, I don't know like still trying to make a little more sense uh out of it so how about you handle this one first because like this was sort of like for me the musical equivalent of that uh jesus um uh, of that chick-fil-a line let me play it really quick so i remember yeah. how, how it goes let me it'll be kind of loud we did this on Cole's episode because <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I haven't memorized every song already. <laughs> no, same, dude. Okay. I'm going off notes. I got my yellow pad in front of me, bro. But uh, yeah, I'm just doing my best. <laughs> um, yeah, this one, um, to me, I, again, I, musically, I can't speak much to it. I dig every kind of song musically. <laughs> uh, lyrically, I guess uh, the big thing is... I talked also, yeah, I'm just like repeating myself at this point, but I talked about it on my solo episode and how like to me, God is like this big metaphor, basically. It's like the ultimate metaphor because when you believe in God, you're really believing in yourself. You know, God is whatever you use to channel like the best part of yourself. So uh, the, the power kind of gets from God is something I get from like movies or music, like, it's, it's what takes me to this transcendent place. Um, and I think that's largely what this song is. Like he's saying, that's on God. He's like, when I ride, that's on God. And I think kind of yeah. just kind of showing like, this is where all this is coming from. Like when you see me out there trying to inspire you and doing great things, like I did it through him. So mm -hmm. I kind of yeah. dig the song and the flow of it and, and kind of really, um, you know, that's the energy he's giving off, like, every time he says, that's on God. And I kind of like how the, the song kind of feels like a build-up, like, slowly building up the entire time because of that. Yeah, and I think it builds up particularly to God Is, um, because one thing I think that's really interesting is Kanye's borrowing of gospel lyrical structures into rap, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the on God tag... Um, you know, in gospel music and, you know, religion, there's even chance has lines like this. You just put it all in God's hands, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you let him handle it. So you don't worry about what people are saying. You don't worry about whether people like your music. You don't worry about, um, you know, even family stuff. Like to me on God meant like God takes care of it. Mm -hmm. Um, at the same time totally. that like God is responsible for it. So I think it could be read in both ways. Yeah. Uh, but this kind of like chant, like, um, you know, cause on God is like a very rap, uh, formula, but at the same time, it's like a gospel message. So I feel like he's got this gospel music, like message of put it all in God's hands, but he says it in a really rap way, like on God, on God. And I, I mentioned God is because that's like one of those Kirk Franklin um, interludes, just Kanye is doing it, right? You know, mm -hmm. but when Kirk Franklin has that section on Life of Pablo uh, where the music comes down, I, oh, it's right at the end of Ultralight Beam. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he's kind of free, uh, freestyling, not in rhythm with the beat, just talking. To me, On God and God is tapped into that, where he's like, Jesus is Dada. Jesus is Dada. You know, I mm -hmm. think that's. It's, it might even literally be the same message that uh, Kurt Franklin <laughs> was saying on ULB. Uh, but no, th that to me is what stuck out. You know, again, like we see this really, this uh, creative tension between gospel and rap and the way in which Kanye combined them without really reconciling one to the other. Uh, again, like we talked about on every hour, you know, he's got 
some rap like production on it but it's all gospel sound um is really what tied and, and to me stood out on on god the most yeah yeah awesome um and then everything we need what do you think Right, man. And again, dude, I just, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I can't, it's like, yay, right? Um, the, the Ty dollar sign uh, vocals. Oh, God. What, what is it back on yay? Where he comes in and it's, uh, shit, he's on a few I, tracks. I yeah, but it's like all him and it's, we will he... be right back from a temporary <laughs> technical, uh, God, dude. And yay is so hard to find on Spotify. All right. Um, I meant to look this up last night. My bad. That's okay. But it's uh, it's just his vocals. Nah, hold up. He is on wouldn't leave. Yeah. Oh, all mine, all mine. I mm -hmm. think is what it is. Yeah, and then Ty Fuck it up. Comes Fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like this one to me. Um. Uh, what are we on? Everything we need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like you just get these kind of vocal. Oh my god, bro! His vocal textures are just—they <laughs> knock you over. Uh, where, where he does that shit where there's no beat. He takes someone with an awesome voice like Ty. He has him sing the main part, and then he doubles his voice a million times, and then adds separate backing <laughs> vocals. They just fucking knock you over, man. Oh, man and that's geez. where the gospel comes from. You know, I don't. I don't want to pretend like this is an album that Kirk Franklin would have released or like that this is better than every other gospel album that's ever been released because I, I don't know that genre like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's super fucking clear that Kanye has been imbibing the genre for a while. We know he listened to it as a child. Um, and just when he takes something that's so powerful from a different genre, puts his own spin on it, <laughs> gives it to you like this, it really makes you just sit back and you're like, oh my God, what a goddamn genius. <laughs> and this is why I told you, like, I would wait three more years for another album if I knew that this is what was coming. You know, it, it, it's just like crystal clear, knock you over the head with shit you didn't even know you wanted. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, as you can tell, this is one of those songs that I was just more excited than than most. Um, and, and yeah, man, I don't know. Where did it fall for you in your, uh, listen to this album? Yeah. I, I love the sound of it. Everything you're saying is like, just making me like throw my hands up. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think my only like first impression of it, and this is going to sound stupid. is like, I wish it was longer. <laughs> yeah. It's less than two minutes long. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the thing with this one. Cause I was calling all his, uh, work with Nas, um, Push, Tayana Taylor, and Yay, MPs, right? Middle plays, seven mm -hmm. songs long. Uh, but this one, yeah, it's 11 songs, but it's only 27 minutes. Yeah. And I think I really would have, like, understood Yay better if it was longer. And mm -hmm. so I almost feel like Jesus is King is like a version of Yay that's more religious and longer. Yeah. And then it's like, but, but like you're saying, yeah, man, if this song was longer, that would also... <laughs> um, rock too but yeah. i don't know that's part of the formula man make you listen to it again but you know i i say that and i this has been part of my journey of listening to this album over the last 24 hours um and cole talked about this in his episode too you know you you want that runaway from a moment from kanye you know you want a yeah, nine exactly. minute epic where it's like it moves like 15 different ways and you're like holy shit how did he do that but at the same time as I listen to Jesus is King and you know, I'm listening to everything we need. And I'm like, man, I wish it was longer transitions to water. And I'm like, man, I wish it was longer, but yeah, the, there's so it, much movement within these little songs 
And there's so much movement from song to song that, I don't know, I guess I kind of feel differently now. Like the album kind of washes over you in that way. And I, I don't need like a single song to be the landmark moment. Like to me, this album is so hey. coalesced and together that, um, you know, the album listening yeah. experience itself is like listening and- to Runaway. And honestly, like, this is what I was saying about my first listen. I just let it wash over me. And if there was a landmark song, um, it would unbalance the whole album because it Mm -hmm. would dominate it and it would overdraw your attention and you wouldn't hear everything else. And this is, you know, like, imagine if you did have a runaway. Well, that shit would stream a billion and, like, no other song would have um, over a million or whatever. And that's why I would really encourage people to not pick a favorite song from this and listen to it again and again. Or take songs and make a playlist of it, or combine it with your other favorite Kanye songs. Put on. I do people even fucking do this anymore? Put on song one. Give yourself twenty seven minutes and go all the way to Jesus is Lord. Because this is what I was trying to say about how you should listen to it. It's mm-hmm. like just you know, because you had mentioned there are all these transitions within the songs, and eventually for me, I reached the point where if you're not reading the track listing or paying attention to what timestamp you're at on the clock you really couldn't tell when a song changed and when it didn't, right? And I think that's the point you want to get to because in this post-Life of Pablo trilogy, I really think Kanye is not being anti-listener, but he's trying to challenge you Mm. by hinting at that runaway moment but never giving it to you because he knows that's what you want and forcing your attention into all these other little kind of nooks and crannies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so even on what to me is the most, my favorite song and the most put together, which again, I will not say <laughs> at this point, it's like he breaks it up with a really big, uh, okay, well, hint, he breaks it up with a really big <laughs> instrumental. Uh, and it's just like, it's this kind of challenge to you to, I mean, God, dude, this is why we wait for Kanye, bro. Because, yeah, yeah, dude, you know what? You could listen to Ariana Grande and, like, yeah, it would bang. And I don't know, (laughs) dude, whatever fucking... Like, Daytona. Daytona was awesome, right? But it's like you come to Kanye because he's pushing the boundaries. And he... 10 years from now, someone will grow up and say, Jesus is King was my fucking shit. And that person (laughs) will be, like, the next Kanye West. You know? And so, like, yeah, man, it's cool... When you release an album like College Dropout, which sort of summarizes everything that's happened up until now with the soul sound and rap and stuff like that. But then eventually someone's got to define what's next, dude. And we've been lucky enough to have Kanye West doing that for us. <laughs> Every single so, album. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. And especially like the Life of Pablo ones, man. So when I heard him say that he was disappointed, I think like Life of Pablo didn't knock a Drake album off number one. I almost mm-hmm. wanted to be like... Dude, you're aiming higher than number one. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I've got. I actually don't think Drake will be remembered as a super influential musician for our time, as famous as he is, because he's just like a clearinghouse for the sounds of the day, man. And Kanye, though, is on the other side and showing us what we're not doing yet. And so that's he's one of those artists. Him and Young Thug. I really just feel lucky to be. And I'm taking my Stan hat off after this, but I feel lucky to be alive at the same time as this man. Like, like for real. That that's where I'm landing on. This. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> Chris and I have this fucking podcast. We're right there in the same boat with you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, water. What do you think? Yeah. So, water again. Um. I took some notes on this. I think. Hold on. Is this the one I'm thinking of with like the vocal? 
Hold on. Can I play the start real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, oh, oh, right. Um, yeah, I, I really like this one, man. Mm -hmm. it, it, again, we're getting these kind of synth sounds. Uh, I was really identifying on... I, I think the synth, you know, like these kind of swelling major chords, a little brighter, a little happier. Um, you know, I track them back to I thought about killing you a little bit without, obviously, the same lyrical content of it. Um, and you do get this sort of church-like feel to me, right? On a lot of mm -hmm. these songs, there's almost like a call and response between the gospel and Kanye. Maybe not literally where he goes and they go and then he goes, but there is this sort of um, interaction, I guess, between them. And you hear it here, right? It, it's like this whole album is just so draped in that kind of gospel vocal choir structure mm -hmm. right and, and i guess that's how i imagine it you know like a gospel structure it's like you've got the choir you've got someone conducting them and then you've got a soloist right and at different points kanye is playing um any one of these roles and for this one i think he does sort of take like the follow-up soloist role right because he doesn't mm -hmm. come in until later um and so this to me was almost like an interlude but like, not that it was short or wasn't directly related yeah. to the rest of the album, but it sort of pedaled along at a more understandable rate for you to catch your breath. And so it was <laughs> kind of a break between like the first half and, you know, sort of the mind bending end, especially between use this gospel and Jesus is Lord, you yeah. know? So again, we see this kind of pacing of an album of like, Hit them with a the right hook, then give them time to catch their breath. Throw, <laughs> throw a curveball, let let them catch your breath. And I think this is, is that catch your breath kind of kind of sound. Yeah, you're you're totally right. Like since um, in the last 24 hours, I think this is one of the songs Kanye's updated. He's added like water oh, sounds to it. Um, like actual like drips and drops. Yeah, you can hear like water flowing. Um, oh shit. And yeah, like for this is one thing. I mean, you've you've obviously touched on this because you're talking about the production of the album but i think one of the things that blew me away about it is how abrasive the album sounds and it's just very coarse and rugged in a lot of ways which is not what i would expect from like a gospel album in quotes mm -hmm. um but this song really is the opposite of that like it really does there's literal water in it it's washing over you and it's just kind of like a nice breezy moment yeah and you know i love your use of the word abrasive because like I mean, so much of modern music is defined by like, well, what kind of abrasive, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when me and you are using it now, it's obviously not the same abrasiveness as like um, uh, Public Enemy, right? Kind of wall and noise sound where you have fucking alarms and like gunshots right. going off and just cracking snares and all that shit. But it's like an abrasiveness that comes from really like to me deliberately subverting your expectations of like oh i did give you some shit but now we're gonna pull it back a little bit now with water right and harsh mm -hmm. transitions because if you take any single section of this album and blow it up into like a full-fledged song it's really not that abrasive right right but it's like when you see it all in context or those super hard beat flips or the songs that aren't transitioned to the next song they just fucking end um I think that's really comes across where Kanye knows how you listen to an album. Like he knows what you expect. 
And so at this point, he's like the fucking puppet master and he can just make you do whatever he make your ear do whatever he wants it to. Um, and I think water is a really good example of how you don't just throw uh, shit at the wall and make it stick. And that makes you abrasive and mm-hmm. cool or whatever. It's like you got to be within that system and then step outside it at the same time. Yeah, I really dig water. It's um, as you touched on it's it's kind of a it's got a weird structure like it starts out like kind of blown up and then kanye comes in and he's just like you know jesus 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 and it slows down and the song just kind of like fades out as we head into god is it's it's so strange dude it's like some fucking beatles white album shit man (laughs) it's like it's like a deconstruction of well i mean life of pablo was really like that and i don't i don't want to bust out all my big words (laughs) quite yet but the uh no, it, it, it is, man. And it's just, you know, you get these glimpses into, like, his mind. And now it's like each song is not a full-fledged concept. It's just, like, a single thought he had. And that's why listening to these is, like, you know, I don't know. What did our parents do? Like, smoke weed and get high to fucking um, John and... Uh, what's the other dude's name? Lennon McCartney. Get, get high to John and Paul playing the sitar or whatever. Like, just do it to Jesus is King, man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's really starting to um, reach that point of view. And that's just why I'm so excited to see what he's going to do. Because I think eventually he will start going back to making runaway shit. Like, shit that your fucking uh, local high school band will will play Mm. on, like, a big whatever... fourth down at the goal line and like all of the lights to get the student section hyped up and at that moment like uh i'm gonna lose my mind man i'm gonna lose my mind (laughs) Uh, i'm really interested to hear what you think about god is because this to me is uh the kind of we've never gotten a song like this from kanye in my opinion like his voice has never been this bear no okay yeah this is the one yeah okay, okay he's just singing okay, okay awesome no you no, you're right and it's like i always forget that kanye is a way better singer than i give him credit for that, that's um, so funny you said that because cole was on yesterday and he was talking like yeah. how bad of a singer kanye is really see it's like you know and i know, but I I know what you mean that. actually i think yeah but it's like dude i don't know voices it probably comes down to like a philosophical difference on what right. the voice should be doing in mm-hmm. pop music. totally and to me you know what like i want fucking kurt cobain i want bob dylan i want ellie golding i want kanye west <laughs> singing bro i want fucking iggy pop okay i don't want um goddamn ariana okay well Ari, right. ari's great so i'm not gonna hate on her but like these super finished polished voices yeah, yeah, um yeah. Who's to call me? Maybe Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, like, okay. Well, I love Carly, but (laughs) her voice is not distinct and unique. Right. You know, and and that's why, like, I'm co-signing Kanye's singing on this. Because I don't hear, yeah, he's... I think Cole meant technically uh, he's not good. Yeah, he's got pitchiness on this song, like crazy, bro. But, like, at the same time, dog, you don't think Kanye has the resources to fix that pitchiness? Right. And you don't think that he hears that pitchiness? So if he does it like this, he meant it for a reason. Totally. And I think he's a great singer on this song anyway because he gives his voice this kind of scratchiness, this breathiness, this airiness that makes it sound really like keening and pining for what God can give him. And he just seems like it's he's begging, you know? And you're never mm-hmm. going to get this from one of those super polished technical singers. So, you know, like, yeah, Frank Ocean, amazing fucking singer. Um, 
but like this kind of gritty, grimy, good, bad singing, um, I think just plays really well on God Is. Um, yeah, and I don't know, Kanye's done this in other places, but I did, like, yeah, man, like, yeah, I, I think you're right, like, technically, um, not, not all there, but it's like, dude, it's so, it's so, there are a million <laughs> fucking people who can sing and pitch, so yeah. if I am buying a Kanye album, then, like, <laughs> shit, dude, I don't, I, you know, he, what, he didn't, he couldn't have just, like, speed dial, speed dialed Ty Dollar Sign and be like, hey, man, sing this for me, you know, so, like, I, I, I want to hear the artist, I want to hear the artist, yeah. and, and that's where I come down on Kanye singing. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Yeah, I'm 100% there with you. I couldn't possibly add to that because it would just be me saying everything you just said. Uh, (laughs) So let's (laughs) move on to what is probably my front runner right now for best sound on the album. Um, Ooh, okay. Hands on. No, that, yeah, that is a good, and this is why th- these vocal synths to me really strike me like the start of, I thought about killing you, you know, mm-hmm. I was laughing to myself yesterday because even Kanye's synths sound like voices. Um, and, and I would love to know one, whether he's doing that consciously, but two, how he generates these synths, right? Because like, uh, what's that song like we always do it this time uh from graduation yeah um uh but, but those are michael jackson vocals he just pitched them up so they sound like synths and i thought about killing you they swell like a voice does mm-hmm. you know like if you if you talk about how a, a, the volume of a voice changes over time it sort of starts with a strong uh a, a quick swell and then trails off and then ends really quickly. And, you know, if you compare it to a snare, like a snare is really loud and then it gets short quickly. And I'm thinking about this on this one because the synths swell like a voice, you know, it's like, and then they kind of like fade out. Um, And again, you just get this vocal, you know, to me, there's no more powerful instrument than the voice, no matter how it's being used, Mm -hmm. uh, because we all just have such a primal connection to it. You know, I wouldn't be... This is some complete pseudoscience bullshit. But I'm sure, like, when your girlfriend talks to you, like, a different part of your brain fires neurons than, like, I don't know, if your teacher does or your mom does. Uh, So that's my pseudoscience bullshit uh, guess of the day. But, no, and again, like, I just keep coming back to this gospel feel, right? It's like, yeah, it was a choir singing those same pitches on Sella or Follow God, but now he brings it back with synths. Um which just goes back to so much of what you and me wrote about on Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this is definitely up there too. And again, one of the more traditionally structured 
mm-hmm. songs, I thought. I forget whether or not there's like a real chorus on it. Um, but yeah, man, I was digging it. Probably behind uh, my favorite song. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I, I just love the sound of it. And I don't know, it, it just felt like on my first listen, like, you know, again, it was very strange and I wasn't sure how I felt about everything. But this was one that I immediately was like, okay, like, we got something here. And I, I think more than anything for me, it's just like, I think this is Connie's best lyrics, like in forever. Like, in a while. Yeah, man. The way he's talking about, um, I want to look at the line. What have you been hearing from Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make it feel like nobody yeah. loved me. Make it feel like the, you're alone in the dark. Was, and you'll um, never see the light. It's crazy. That's the, yeah, that's the kind of takedown that just like, it's a takedown from like a moral, religious, and political and artistic standpoint that just really does make you sit back and like sort of recontextualize everything he's been doing in the public sphere um, since the Life of Pablo tour, St. Pablo tour, I guess, uh, went haywire. Um, you know, because it, it makes it, it, it kind of cuts out all of the pundit, pundit bullshit, <laughs> and it's like, he's really thought about this and like um uh like formulated a standpoint on it that you probably weren't ready for Mm -hmm. so i don't know that's where i'm thinking about it you know like i think about christians like whether on the right or left it really is just like um you know because i'm catholic i went to catholic school for the first 18 years of my life church every sunday and like to me that was always what spoke most to me out of the Bible. It's not like the conquering Jesus who defeats Satan and breaks his neck by standing on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it it's the one, it, my Jesus uh, it is and was the one who uh, singled out the most marginalized members of society, right? And helped mm-hmm. them. Sort of the meek Jesus. The meek shall inherit the earth. Um, and I think Kanye speaks to that of like, well, you're supposed to be Christian, and even Catholicism, the word means universal. He's for everyone, right? Not mm-hmm. the people you just feel comfortable talking to, right. <laughs> but and, but also the ones that you hurry by on the street because, like, they're homeless and they smell bad or whatever. And it, it I guess for me, like, I applied it to myself. And, like, you know, I had really stopped judging his actions in the public eye after that. Um, I still obviously thought about them, mm-hmm. but just applying, like, a blanket, he's wrong. Um, it's something I haven't done. And this line kind of made me realize why that, I think that was a good choice on my part, because to me, like that is the message of Christianity is like, you don't judge, you help people, even the most marginalized and the hypocrites, you know, the one, the people banging on the Bibles, the most Bible thumpers (laughs) are the ones you want to be the most, uh, wary of. Um, so I don't know that, that was my lyrical take on it. Um, well, yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah, it, it, we talked earlier about kind of the general narrative of the album, and I think the first half, first like two thirds, maybe is Connie really finding his place with God and finding his voice in this new arena, and then the mm-hmm. latter half is Kanye finally kind of transitioning into the world. You know, now that I'm been spiritual, now that I've been spiritually reborn and I've connected with God what's the world going to think about it? You know, how do I now interact with the world? And I think this line really speaks to that is that he's felt alone in doing it. You know, he feels outcast. He feels like 
he can't even have Sunday service merch without being told like he's going to hell. <laughs> he's yeah. he's trying to piece it all together now, like in, in the public realm, which has been his entire career has been trying to figure out how to be like, um, how to live a fulfilling life as a celebrity, as somebody who's constantly in the spotlight. And this, this song, like to Chris and I, Connie always does that from a like narrative perspective. Like you're not even, most of the time it doesn't even feel like you're listening to a Kanye and his songs. You're listening to like a character. Uh, but here, I mean, it's just Kanye. Like he's so bare and vulnerable and saying like, make it feel like nobody left me. Like the way he says it, like I feel it so hard. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think obviously Kanye is a master of making his inner thoughts public, right? And how mm-hmm. he presents them. And so what stands out to me about that line, like what what do the Christians say or what do the Christians think? It's mm-hmm. like, it's sort of a paradox, right? Because he's been saying like, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then he gives you this line, well, what do the Christians say? And it sets up this dissonance between like, well, Kanye is a Christian. <laughs> then he asks, what do the Christians say? So what does that say about Kanye if he's saying he's a Christian? Yeah, you right. know, I, I think it creates this sort of like, uh, Kanye is both like an in um kanye is both like part of the in group and part of the out group Mm -hmm. you know that's his career yeah (laughs) yeah and i I love that line because i think it speaks to a lot of people's religious experience you know Mm -hmm. um that there is this thing that you can't possibly verbalize and i think from his point you know a a little bit of it is i I don't know if the term's like red herring or straw man because a lot of this scrutiny he invited right right um but and so i'm not necessarily saying it's just to build buzz or publicity or whatever but it, this line i think really reveals um a, a lot of hypocrisy i guess surrounding public discourse on uh visu- visibly religious people um so yeah 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 i really i, I think you're right like i'm always a music first guy but this is probably lyrically my favorite um if not the song right before this one <laughs> um and now let's move on to what is also cole kushner's favorite song use this gospel oh, see? <laughs> i knew it man peas in a pod yeah no um i will travis with your permission i would love to talk about talk about this song for the next hour yeah go for um, it i'm just gonna sit back yeah, and uh drink a martini no man take a drink hit the head <laughs> do whatever you need to do um no yeah really bro you know just first this was a first listen repeat kind of track for mm-hmm. me like uh, you know i'm do. i was at work yesterday with this on uh i'm a software engineer um and just this song came on bro uh push started hitting it <laughs> And oh, yeah. I immediately went to Spotify, clicked the fucking circular green arrow <laughs> button, and gave it at least like a dozen more. Um, yeah, I, I just really think this is like we were talking before about runaway moments, um, and I think this is the closest you get to it. Obviously, the Kenny G instrumental <laughs> sort of undercuts that a little bit, but it, again, I think it's kind of Kanye winking at you, like. Yeah, you wanted it to be like a 64-bar vocoder solo outro, but here's Kenny G, so fuck you. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, it it really was, it's just awesome. I think from top top to bottom, like, and this is what I was talking about, those solo vocal textures that he sets up. Um, uh, What's his melody? It's like, huh? Uh, Hold on, let me play it real quick. Yeah, dude. And, And you've got like this sort of drone in the background, and then he doubles his voice. 
and he puts a female choir behind it and then he gets fucking clips reunited um yeah. just so hard <laughs> and and you were talking a lot about um the mixing of the clips voices yeah. right uh pushing his brother and yeah man they sound super canned super like they were in a shitty studio where they couldn't kill all the ambient <laughs> noise or something and obviously that's on purpose but i think it just gives their deliveries this kind of fucking urgency mm-hmm. of like yo you totally. need to, i mean listen to them yo they're yelling it's almost like they had them record it with earbuds in their ears right or, stu- or something so they had a strain to hear themselves um and yeah so i i think for me, this has the best and second best, you know, because we always talk about the Kanye collabo guest winners, right? So obviously, <laughs> like on late registration, it was fucking a uh, Lupe fiasco, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like this one, I think Clips and Kenny G steal, steal the show. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to be crawling his interviews to see how this uh, cameo from Kenny came about. Uh, but yeah, man. Con- I, I think Chris it. is going to be talking to him. Oh, oh no shit, really? Maybe I wasn't supposed to say that, but it, it's been discussed. Hey, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, yeah, no, it really just... And and this is like the love, the bittersweet part of it, right? Because I love the artistic turns that Kanye's been taking lately. And I think Life of Pablo is tied for my favorite Kanye album with College Dropout, probably. Mm-hmm. But I wanted... If he had blown up, used this gospel and made it a more kind of like a, a made it its own album with the stru- same structures that were on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy of like chorus hook chorus hook mm-hmm. and just one song after the other and then you get monster and then you and then run away before that you know um yeah it really makes me wish for what would have been but no dude and again this is another example of the beat coming in really late right it doesn't come in until mm-hmm. uh, like i said 3 minutes um but god it fucking bangs you know and this is what i was saying before is that kanye he just treats all these different genres as source material and like you get so it's like yeah it's a rap song but that sort of um fragmenting of the beat which he does so much on of on life of pablo um he does it like to the nth degree here uh, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't come in till so late and then obviously he's gonna transition right away from it and into jesus is lord um so yeah yeah no definitely my favorite though i mean even the solo is pretty fucking badass man i, oh, I really yeah. am getting um uh tlop vibes on this one like ultralight beam um where you get that choir at the end and you know kanye really doesn't go for instrumental solos like this obviously right. there's the runaway vocoder but the only comparable one i could think of was the organ that plays the organ solo that plays throughout the entire song on late from late registration, a bonus track. Um, and besides that, man, like, yeah, I don't know. He really, um, they're usually more tied in than this, you know, like mm-hmm. this is some sort of rock shit, you know, like a rock structure. <laughs> you typically could go chorus, verse, chorus, excuse me, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, like maybe bridge solo back to chorus. Right. Um, so, so, but yeah, dude, I really, this is my favorite song for me. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Um, and I think probably, like, more than any song on the album, it's, like, Kanye's most poetic. The, the, just the, mm-hmm. the the fact that he got clips back together. And, yeah, exactly. Like, it, to me, like, Pusha T... put him with Kenny G, bro. 
Yeah, tell me. Well, I'm getting to that. Hold on. So Pusha T to me, like this is my crazy conspiracy theory mind right now because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to piece together the album. But in my mind, like what more poetic way to get clips together than to do it like on a religious album? And Pusha T yeah. comes to represent like who Kanye was and Malice is now who Kanye wants to be. You know, Malice, uh, you know, found religion and started leading a different mm-hmm. life. And then Kenny G comes in after that. And it's like this heavenly sound. Um, it feels like kind of like the perfect ending to the album. Like it feels like Kanye finally being ready to give himself over to God. And he's like, has reached this different point now. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, you've got me thinking, um, actually, if I could piggyback on your conspiracy theory, <laughs> as soon as I heard, um, well, at first I read it, I was like clips. And then I was like, why is push being credited as clips? And then I heard Malice come on, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you had no idea that was happening. Uh, Oh, no. I I was like, well, there's no way he would get on the track, right? So I just thought it was like this weird fucking thing of um, a weird crediting of Push. Like, I obviously shouldn't (laughs) have known better. Uh, But but then my own conspiracy theory was like, oh, awesome. Clips is going to do an album. (laughs) 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 Like, oh, and Connie's going to produce it. Cool. I'll buy that in like six months or whatever. Um no, but it's cool because I think you hit on something I'm just thinking about now that it's sort of like a musical acting out of what maybe Kanye would want the gospel to do, which mm-hmm. is to bring together people right. who have had beef in the past and people who are unlike each other uh, and make them all kind of find each other in this one holy place. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Kenny G, jazz musician, uh, not like <laughs> Clips, uh, they've kind of had their own beef. Kanye, um, you know, no stranger to controversy, but <laughs> Jesus is what brought Kenny, um, Push, uh, Malice, and Kanye all together in this place. Um, Crazy. So, yeah, yeah, just really, I mean, a man at the full height of his powers is, is what this song communicates to me. Has not fallen off, is no different is not misled or led astray by his more Hollywood style life now. Um, Just, yeah, just, he can do whatever he wants and (laughs) we're lucky enough to hear it, man. That's really just like fucking. Yeah. All right. You're right. Use this gospel is the best song. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Victory. Uh, Yeah. What what is, uh, does Chris have a favorite yet? I think he was in my boat that hands on. Or, um, yeah, hands on. God, I'm still well, trying to remember the names to of these fucking come songs. Come back on and convince him too, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so should we uh, should we uh, wrap this up if we're done with use this? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you even have anything to say about Jesus as Lord? Um, I don't know. Gr- great outro track. You yeah. know, it's like I always think of like outro and intro tracks. I'm like. Okay, well, are you padding the fucking track listing, or like, <laughs> is this actually serving some purpose in the larger, yeah, lyrical narrative and uh, mm-hmm. structure of the album? And Jesus is Lord, I think, really does. Um, you know, like I said before, like those, the brass is so bright, so clean, uh, so kind of heavenly. You know, like the horns of angels play must sound like that shit. Um, right. I, I think it really wraps it uh, wraps it up nicely and does kind of form a bookend with every hour through contrast, you know, that every hour is sort of frenetic, uh, really up-tempo, and then Jesus is Lord. Like you've been hinting at, mm-hmm. um, is that kind of calm feeling, the acceptance, um, 
peace, peace is the word yeah. I want, I guess. Um, so yeah, no, I really, um, it ties it together in, in this crazy way. And it's like, we just got treated to a Sunday service performance almost, um, for, uh, across all 11 tracks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I, I mean, you know, like, like it is 50 seconds long, so there's not so much to say about it, <laughs> but I really did think this was not one of those throwaway outro tracks. You say there's nothing to say about it, but Chris and I will have an hour-long episode on it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> For now, yeah. Uh, I'll let you guys handle the uh, that narrative uh, goodness that y'all do so well. Um, but, 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 but no, I mean, I really did... It, it was sort of like, what was the one we were talking about before? That's sort of the moment of respite uh, water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it sort of like, that's where he ends, yeah, right. right? And again, this is why I would strongly encourage all of your listeners to listen to it front to back one listen through no repeats no playlist mixtapes whatever um because yeah man i don't know you hit it and then even god i don't know man so i had the album on repeat right so totally. it would go one two three four five six but then when it got to 11 it would go to one and when every hour comes back in um yeah man i don't know it just doesn't miss a beat um yeah. so yeah no i loved it um Love the album. Again, it's like, God, I know so much of this shit is so meme-worthy and viral, like <laughs> ranking Kanye albums. Uh, but really, like, I, I I love this one, and I'm not really... I don't want to rank it. I don't want to rank yeah, it. Yeah, what's the Whatever. point? Fuck that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no bad Kanye album, and like, I don't know. Exactly, what's the point? Um, <laughs> so we've all got our own personal favorites, but when a man's discography is so fucking versatile and buried it's like it becomes an exercise and futility so yeah so i don't know fuck fuck your listings fuck your listings <laughs> <laughs> well that's a great note to end on um thank you so much connor for coming on and i mean you bring it perspective chris and i would never have and i feel like i learned a ton actually from this whole combo yeah man definitely you know and it, it always works the same way i think i probably sometimes focus I, I overemphasize the musical parts, let's say, mm-hmm. let's say. So to have that kind of more um, narrative part, it's like I wouldn't even have thought of relating Jesus is King uh, like you did back <laughs> to Jesus Walks and Never Let Me Down. Because I always kind of saw like a split mm-hmm. uh, between the two, not continuity. Um, and I think there is both. But like, you know, because I've been telling myself like, oh, he sort of took this more gospel turn but like you point out, like, well, he's been talking about Jesus forever, dog. Like his first song was literally called <laughs> Jesus Walks. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, I don't know how strong there is like a point A to point B um, path between the two. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being like an artist myself, I, I, I tend to think shit is really pretty messy. Um, but yeah, man, just so happy. Oh, oh, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Yo, so there was that tweet yesterday, right? And it said... It was by consequence about mixing it. Did mm-hmm. you see that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the consequence from Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. I, I thought. So, did he have a falling out with Rhymefest then? Yeah, Rhymefest. Okay. Okay. I, I I guess I got confused between the two. Yeah, man. Because, dude, consequence. Anyone who hasn't heard the Freshman Adjustment mixtape series, he kills it, man. On fucking mm-hmm. overreact, all, all that shit. And I just thought he had kind of. Not that they had, like, a feud, but, like, they just weren't 
talking anymore. So yeah, if Kant's is still in the building, man, um, <laughs> so so happy for that. And hey, consequence, if you're listening, have you guys interviewed him? That's one of that's on our list. Uh, oh no, exactly. Yeah, dude. Well, get him in the building because, like we're saying, dude, his mixing on "Use This Gospel." If he did the clips vocals, I mean, just a fucking genius <laughs> to do it in such like a, a gritty way. Yeah, a gritty way. Uh, but yeah, man, I look forward to the next Kanye album in three years again. So, or he said uh, he's doing one on Christmas or something, right? Yeah, Jesus is born. Mm. Oh, God. Such, yeah, man. Well, there goes my Christmas. I'm not making the trip to, uh, I'm not making the trip to Myersville, Pennsylvania anymore. Sorry, Grandma. Yeah, I'll believe that album <laughs> uh, when I see it. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, well, like all this stuff, yeah. Um, but whatever, man. Like I said, bro, it's like, I'll wait. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not... Whatever, man. It's it's lucky, dude. It's like you wake up on Christmas morning when an album comes out. So yeah, it'll be a surprise. Um, yeah, exactly. Anything else you well, want to yeah, plug they, before we head out? Um, no, nah, man. Just check out my my uh, website, Martin Connor. Uh, I am Martin Connor. Rapanalysis.com. You can hit me. Um, yeah, I dropped my email before Martin Edward Connor at Gmail. So if you want to email me and we can chop it up about how Jesus is king and shit, uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, man, just and, and to you and Chris both when he gets back from his uh, lovely honeymoon, let him know. Um, just yeah, really happy to still be working with you guys after all these years. And really, all these years, I'm really happy to see the kind of success you guys are getting now. Yeah, um, so thanks. yeah, let's do it again sometime, bro. Absolutely. And uh, we'll close it out on what Cole said should be our new catchphrase. We're changing it from keep it wavy to keep it holy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> keep it holy. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for out.